quality control, a biblical preoccupation. So let's begin. And I'm going to take that off the screen so you can see my smiley face instead of this. Okay. Now, hopefully, you can see me. Okay, this is good. Let's talk about quality control. Here, let's talk about quality control. Here is a dictionary definition. Quality control is defined as the process of setting standards and testing to make sure something like a product or a service is done correctly. Much of the Bible is about quality control. You can find this everywhere if you will just look for it. In his dealings with his people, God is always checking for the quality of our faithfulness and respect and seeking to upgrade that quality. Always. So let's upgrade the quality of our definition of quality control. In his dealings with his people, God is always checking for the quality of our faithfulness and respect and seeking to upgrade that quality, rejecting samples that fail to measure up. As an illustration that we can find this process all over the Bible, this morning let's find God's quality control in today's readings. Then before we go, we will see how God's quality control finds us. We heard the Torah reading this morning about two men fighting in the camp of Israel. One is a full Israelite, and the other has an Egyptian father. It seems that the Israelite insulted the other man. The two of them fight until the insulted man pronounces a curse, misusing the name of God. This is a big no-no in God's quality control. Adonai says to Moshe, tell the people of Israel, whoever curses his God will bear the consequences of his sin. And whoever blasphemes the name of Adonai must be put to death. The entire community must stone him. The foreigner, as well as the citizen, is to be put to death if he blasphemes the name. Notice the quality control. Anyone who blasphemes the name of God fails the quality control test and must be rejected. Then the Torah goes on to expand upon various kinds of injury and killing and matters of quality control. Torah speaks of those persons who must be rejected as having not been up to standard. Anyone who strikes another person and kills him, they failed the quality control test. Anyone who strikes an animal and kills it is to make restitution, life for life. This kind of behavior fails the quality control test. If someone injures his neighbor, what he did is to be uh, what he did is to be done to him, break for break, 
eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Whatever injury he has caused the other person is to be rendered to him in return. Doing injury to another person is not up to standard. It fails the quality control test. He who kills an animal is to make restitution, but he who kills another person is to be put to death. More quality control. And notice this, matters of quality control apply to everyone. It says you are to apply the same standard of judgment to the foreigner as to the citizen because I am Adonai your God. So I am confident we all see it, don't we? This Torah passage, like the entire Bible, has everything to do with quality control. And I didn't choose this Torah passage. It just came up in the weekly reading. Dip anywhere in the Bible, and pretty soon you will find yourself dealing with God's quality control. Another example, our Haftorah reading. Speaking of an idealized vision for Israel's worship, says this about the priests, quote, they are to teach my people the difference between holy and common and enable them to distinguish between clean and unclean. They are to be judges in controversies and they are to render decisions in keeping with my rulings. At all my designated festivals, they are to keep my laws and regulations and they are to keep my Shabbats holy. This is entirely about quality control. Quality control is an issue that reaches its sharpest point in today's reading from Luke's Besorah, from the Gospel of Luke. This is just one of the passages where Yeshua seeks to cull the herd. That is, he seeks to eliminate people who think they are disciples, but are not. People whose commitment and respect just doesn't measure up. Let's look at that for a moment. He wants these people and us to see if we don't measure up to God's standards. Then he confronts us with a choice, shape up or ship out. Yeshua was a very dramatic figure. Huge crowds followed him. Some wanted to be healed. Some wanted to be fed. Most wanted to be entertained. But Yeshua was not interested in being their entertainment. So he turns to them and shocks them with some serious quality control. He is testing the quality of their commitment and respect. His words stung them, and they should sting us too. We read, beginning in verse 25, large crowds were traveling along with Yeshua, not just crowds, large crowds. And they are not really followers. They are just traveling along. They are not really disciples, even if they thought they were. They 
are an audience. Yeshua is not interested in an audience. It's time for some quality control. He outlines three quality tests to be used to identify and reject superficial, shoddy, so-called discipleship. Let's see how the text puts it. Turning, he said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brothers, and his sisters, yes, and his own life besides, he cannot be my disciple, my Talmud. This is the priority test. It is glaring and unmistakable. Yeshua is saying, I will only accept being priority one in your life. Your loyalty to me must take precedence over loyalty to your father, your mother, your children, your brothers and sisters. In fact, you must be more loyal to me than you are to yourself. If you cannot ship up, uh, shape up to this standard, then ship out. You cannot be my disciple. Quality control has found you wanting. Then he says, whoever does not carry his own execution stake and come after me cannot be my disciple. This is the identification text, test. Are you willing, am I willing, to be to so identify with him that we can in effect be seen schlepping our cross through the public square? Are you so identified with me, he says, that you embrace my shameful, sacrificial, and sold-out way of life as your own? If you cannot shape up to the standard, then ship out. You cannot be my disciple. Quality control has found you wanting. He has one more test, but let me tell you a story first. Years ago, in the home fellowship with which I was involved, there was a young woman who came by. She said she had been a believer for seven years. She had also never told her mother. She was keeping her light under a bushel. Let me ask you a question. If you keep a light burning under a basket, what is going to happen eventually? The light will go out. And this is what happened with her. Because she was not prepared to pass the identification test, her roots were shallow, and when a time of testing came into her life, she failed the test. Uh, please mute your microphones, folks. Would you please mute your microphones? Thank you. Here's the third test. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Don't you sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough capital to complete it? If you don't, then when you have laid the foundation but can't finish, all the onlookers will start making fun of you and say, this is the man who began to build but couldn't finish. Or again, suppose one king is going out to wage war with another king. 
doesn't he first sit down and consider whether he, with his 10,000 troops, has enough strength to meet the other one who is coming against him with 20,000? If he hasn't, then while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation to inquire about terms for peace. This is the sacrifice test. Yeshua is telling these folks and us that it's going to cost them and it will cost us something to be his disciple. It seems to me that in our day, we have become accustomed to treating Yeshua like an iPhone app. He adds to our lives, and we surely don't want to miss out on the benefits. However, how often do we hear the message? Come, sacrifice and risk. Embrace shame and marginality. Come and give it your all, and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, follow me. This reminds me of two examples among hundreds, even thousands of examples, of people who accepted the fact that it would take everything they had to properly honor God. And it is during this time of the year, the days between Passover and Shavuot, that our tradition remembers such people. Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef was a near contemporary of Yeshua, just a little bit later. He lived from about 50 to 135 CE. The Romans had forbidden the teaching of Torah, but Akiva would not have it that way. He publicly continued his duty as a teacher of Israel. The Romans arrested him. Then they flayed his flesh with iron combs. Impervious to the pain, Rabbi Akiva died reciting the Shema, joyously anticipating the opportunity to sanctify God's name with his life. As he was pronouncing the word Achad, Rabbi Akiva's soul departed. He has long served as an inspiration to countless Jewish martyrs throughout the centuries. He understood and accepted that living for the Lord at all meant paying whatever price was necessary. And this included the ultimate price. Another example of the hundreds, even thousands that could be given is Jim Elliott, one of the five young men who were murdered on January 8th, 1956, as they were trying to bring the knowledge of Yeshua to the Alka people in the tribes of Ecuador. Jim was 28 years old. Some years previously, on October 28, 1949, he wrote something in his journal that underscores his values and the sacrifice he was prepared to make. He wrote this, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Martyrs like Akiva and Elliot serve as signposts, pointing us all to radical commitment to the God who redeemed us out of Egypt and also into eternal life through the death and resurrection of the Lord God's Son. The Greek term martyreo, martyreo, means to bear witness. 
And the world being as it is, when we bear witness to the claims of the living God, when we are prepared to pay whatever price is required of us, the resistance can be fierce. But such people are the ultimate example of those who pass quality control tests. Yeshua turned to that crowd of fellow travelers seeking to shake loose people whose commitment was shoddy and challenged them and us to upgrade the quality of our commitment to the standards he demands. He then summarized the lesson he was teaching in these words, every one of you who doesn't renounce all that he has cannot be my Talmud. Every one of us? Yes, everyone. Renounce all that we have? Yes, all. This means that there must be nothing in our lives, including our own self-preservation, that holds us in its power more than we relinquish control of our lives to the will of the living God. Yeshua sealed this lesson with his own blood when, struggling in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Abba, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. It is right for us to ask, why would someone do that? Well, there are compensations. Remember, we read in Hebrews that Yeshua, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the pain. This is not a pathway of self-abuse or masochism. It is a pathway of adjusted values. And brothers and sisters, scripture is always challenging us to adjust our values. Quality control. Pointing back to us, Yeshua reminds us that the Father's relationship with us is all about quality control. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Every branch. Quality control. Let's remember Akiva. Let's remember Jim Elliott. Let's remember Yeshua, and therefore remember to maximize the quality of God's return on investment. Let's pass the test and bear more fruit. Yes, every one of us, you and I will be no fool to give that which we cannot keep to gain what we cannot lose. So here for you in just about two minutes is a visual review of the high points of what we just shared. Now, we had a definition of quality control at the beginning. That is the process of setting standards and testing to make sure something like a product or a service is done correctly. 
then we adjusted that definition and we said in his dealings with his people god is always checking for the quality of our faithfulness and respect and seeking to upgrade that quality rejecting examples that don't that fail to measure up we looked at today's torah reading we saw quality control all over the place the blasphemer in the camp capital punishment uh, people commit homicide somebody who kills an animal belonging to another someone who injures his neighbor in each case of these behaviors are rejected they don't pass the quality control test and it's the same standard for foreigner and for citizen from today's haftorah reading we read that the leaders of an idealized future israel are to teach my people the difference between holy and common and enable them to distinguish between clean and unclean they are to be judges uh, in controversies and they are to render decisions in keeping with my rulings this is all about quality control at all my designated festivals they are to keep my laws and regulations and they are to keep my sabbaths holy they're to keep things up to standard quality control and then we spend most of our time looking at yeshua we see that yeshua is calling the herd He's eliminating people whose commitment and respect don't measure up. His message is shape up or ship out. We saw Yeshua administering three quality tests. The priority test, he said, you must love father. And if you love father or mother or sister or brother more than me, you're not worthy of me. The identification test, are you willing to take up your uh, execution stake and follow me are you willing to schlep your cross through the public square and be identified with yeshua in his shameful and sacrificial way of life are you am i the identification test and finally the sacrificial test the sacrifice test are you willing to pay the price for the kind of life to which you were called or do you want to be a person that other people laugh at who say this person began but they couldn't finish those are three quality tests. We looked at three examples. We looked at the Kiva ben Yosef, who rejoiced that in his final moment, he was able to sanctify God uh, by loving God with all his soul. We saw Yeshua, who in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't want to go to the death that he was going to face. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But if not, not as I will, but as you will. He passed the quality test. Then there we saw Jim Elliot, who wrote in his journal when he was about 19 years old, he who is no fool, who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And when he was 28, he paid the price, amazing. So Yeshua's verdict is this, every one of you who doesn't renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Every one of us, yes, everyone. Renounce all that we have, yes, all. This means that there must be um, nothing in our lives, including our own self-preservation, that holds us in its power 
more than we relinquish control of our lives to the will of the living God. We must remember the Father in pruning us, that the Father is pruning us that we might bear more fruit. He is interested in quality control. Remember Akiva, remember Jim Elliot, remember Yeshua, remember the garden and remember the hill. Let's pass the test and bear more fruit. Every one of us, quality control. May the living God who sent us the best to suffer for us and our redemption. May he, in his mercy, help us to upgrade the quality of respect and commitment that we render to him. May we increasingly pass his standards. We ask in Yeshua's name. Amen. Okay, my friends. We come now to the Alenu, and I'm going to find that in our prayer book.